Welcome to today's episode of Places People Purpose. Today, we are moving to the beautiful southwest region of the United States and visiting the city of Tucson, Arizona. The Tucson area, which is located in the heart of the Sonoran Desert in southern Arizona, has a rich and storied history dating back thousands of years. Before it became the bustling city we know today, this region was home to some of the earliest people in North America. So let's jump in and begin this fascinating story. The Clovis people are a remarkable ancient civilization that existed in North America over 13,000 years ago. Archaeologists refer to this era as the Paleo-Indian period. There are certainly different theories as to how the Clovis people arrived in North America, but the prevailing theory is that of the Bering Land Bridge, often referred to as Beringia. According to this theory, sea levels were much lower than they are today during the last ice age, and a land bridge connected what is now Siberia and Alaska. As the climate warmed and the ice sheets melted, these populations gradually moved southward. It's believed that early human populations, including the ancestors of the Clovis people, migrated from Asia into North America via this land bridge. The Clovis culture itself is named after the town of Clovis, New Mexico, where the first Clovis points were discovered in the 1930s. Clovis points are finely crafted, fluted spearheads and are the hallmark of the Clovis people. They are known for their distinctive flutes or channels, which allowed them to be securely attached to a shaft. Clovis points are considered some of the earliest stone tools used in North America. During the Paleo-Indian period, the southern Arizona landscape was not a desert, but a land of grassy slopes and tree-covered mountains. Rainfall was much greater, which meant a lush environment with oak, hickory, and other trees growing along permanent watercourses with dense plants that attracted a variety of animal species, many of which are now extinct. The Clovis people hunted herds of animals for their food, clothing, and tool materials. These included large mammals such as the Colombian mammoth, bison, and the great ground sloth. Archaeologists have uncovered Clovis points in various parts of the Tucson region, including the Santa Cruz River Valley and the San Pedro Valley. These findings suggest that the Clovis people were not only present here, but actively engaged in hunting and possibly other activities that required the use of these distinctive spearheads. Later, between 300 and 1500 CE, the Hoakum inhabited this area, making Tucson the oldest settlement continuously inhabited in North America. The Hoakum were master dwellers of the desert, creating sophisticated canal systems to irrigate their crops of cotton, tobacco, corn, beans, and squash. They left behind fine red-on-buff pottery and exquisite jewelry of stone, shell, and clay. The Tahana Anthem, which translates to desert people, 
who inhabit this area today consider themselves to be direct descendants of the Hoakam and earlier peoples. The Tahana Aatham are known for their deep connection to the land and their enduring agricultural practices, including cultivating maize, beans, and squash in the desert. The Tahana Aatham also had a rich cultural heritage, including pottery making and basketry, which continue to be integral to their heritage today. The history of the Tucson area not only has a rich indigenous history, but a complex and rich history that is shaped by the conversions of Spanish colonizers and the indigenous Native American peoples. This unique blend of cultures has left an indelible mark on the region's heritage, with both Spanish and Native American influences shaping its identity. The Spanish moved to the Tucson area and other parts of what is now the American Southwest for several reasons. One of the primary motivations was the Spanish crown's desire to expand its colonial empire. Spain had already established colonies in Mexico, and they sought to extend their influence northward into territories that are now part of the United States. This was part of a broader European colonial competition during the Age of Exploration. The Spanish also believed that there were significant material riches, particularly precious metals like gold and silver, in the North American interior. The Spanish were also driven by a desire to spread Christianity to indigenous peoples. The missions they established were not only religious centers, but also served as hubs for Spanish colonization efforts. Tucson's location was strategically important for the Spanish because it lay on the Camino Real, a vital trade and communication route that connected their northern colonies to Mexico. This made it an attractive location for establishing missions, military presidios, and settlements. Spain was also facing competition from other European powers, especially France and England, which were also interested in expanding their colonial territories in North America. The Spanish believed that establishing a presence in the region could help them counter potential threats from indigenous groups or other European powers, ensuring the security of their colonial holdings. The Spanish arrived in what is now Arizona in the late 17th century, seeking to expand their empire and spread Christianity. Missionaries such as Father Eusebio Quino played a pivotal role in establishing missions throughout the region. The Mission San Xavier del Bac, founded in 1692, remains an iconic symbol of Spanish colonial influence in the Tucson area. The Spanish brought with them new technologies, crops, and livestock which significantly impacted the local indigenous communities. They introduced wheat, cattle, and horses, which became integral parts of the local economy. This period marked the beginning of a cultural exchange between the Spanish and Native American inhabitants of the region. The arrival of the Spanish had profound effects on Native American communities, while the Spanish sought to convert the indigenous people to Christianity and incorporate them into Spanish society, 
Native Americans adapted to this new reality in their own ways. They learned new agricultural techniques, adopted Spanish-style adobe construction, and incorporated European livestock into their herding practices. The Tejana Antham, in particular, were able to maintain elements of their traditional culture while adapting aspects of Spanish culture. That being said, the interaction between Spanish colonizers and Native American communities was not always peaceful. Tensions arose over issues such as land ownership, labor, and religious beliefs. There were instances of conflict, but there are also periods of cooperation and mutual influence. Mexico gained independence from Spain in 1821. This led to the establishment of the Mexican territories of Alta California, which included present-day California, Nevada, and parts of Utah, Arizona, and Wyoming, as well as the Santa Fe de Nuevo Mexico, which included present-day New Mexico, Arizona, and parts of Colorado and Nevada. These territories became part of the newly independent Mexico. However, in 1848, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo was signed officially ending the Mexican-American War, and under its terms, Mexico ceded a significant portion of its northern territory to the United States, which included the present-day state of Arizona, in exchange for $15 million. As a result, Tucson's history is influenced by the Spaniards, Mexicans, and Native Americans. The blending of Spanish, Mexican, and Native American cultures gave rise to a unique cultural symbiosis in the Tucson area. This is evident in the art, architecture, cuisine, and language of the region. Spanish-style plazas, traditional Native American pottery with Spanish designs, and the adoption of foods like wheat tortillas into Native American diets are all examples of this cultural fusion. As you can see, the Tucson area has a fascinating cultural history. First being the area where some of the earliest North American peoples settled, and then with the influence and melding of the Native American, Mexican, and Spanish cultures over many years. That's all we have for today's episode of Places, People, Purpose. If you enjoyed our podcast, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And please join us for our next episode of Places, People, Purpose, where we create connections to our world.